Welcome to the Ace Ride With Us minicast for September. John, I heard you got to talk to Matt Huey, the senior manager of Codaland in Texas. I did. It's kind of full circle because one of my first Ace volunteer events was at IAPA last year where he talked about where they actually introduced one of the coasters. And that's one of the things that's taking them from a smaller, just kitty rides up to adding the bigger rides. So it was really cool to kind of hear him talk about how they've started, how they added carts, how they've been growing and how they're still growing. So if you stay tuned till the very end of the interview, he actually gives us some nuggets on the next ride that's coming. Ooh, that's exciting. I can't wait to hear it. Let's hear about this park leveling up. Hey, theme park fans in the coaster world. I am here with Matt to get the latest details on Codaland. And Matt, welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And you're not just in the industry. You're also an Ace member, right? That is true. All right. So let's uh, dig in, not starting with Codaland, but let's step back just a little bit to what is Circuits of America? To be honest with you, I had no idea we had a Formula One racetrack here in Texas until I was uh, being interviewed for the position of, of coming down here to work Codaland and, and our high-speed karting track. So I, I couldn't believe it, but um, Austin is home to the only dedicated built for Formula One racetrack in the United States. And it is um, an amazing facility. It's one of those things you have to come see. You can talk about it, you can see pictures of it. Once you get here, you, I think you can kind of start feeling the energy and just the, the power that this thing brings um, to the racing community. Uh, the recent Netflix show about Formula One has obviously increased the amount of attendance and those who are interested in F1. And, and so having a true dedicated uh, facility is just something special and uh, it's awesome that it's here in texas and uh, in austin texas so it's uh, a mixed use property uh, obviously the the main focus is is the the racetrack but over time um, they found that the guests want to kind of be involved with some of the the racing aspects of things so they uh, added a a large um, outdoor high-speed go-kart track our Carts go up to 55 miles per hour. They're, um, they're a lot of fun to ride, and it's a very large track. So and if you wanna, for yeah. those of you guys that aren't picturing this in your head, because this is a podcast, we're not talking about go-karts that you would have like regionally. We're talking about you have to suit up, put on a helmet. I mean, it feels like you are going 100 miles an hour, two inches from the track. Yeah, it, it's a blast. It's uh, it is a lot of fun, and and yes, compared to the normal go kart track out there, it, it's something very special. But but it is designed uh, for the general public. You don't have to have any racing experience uh, to come and enjoy it. It's it's definitely a um, concession karting track. Just go a little bit a little bit faster. So just a uh, little, just a little <laughs> bit faster. So, as things developed, um, our owner ran into a soaring eagle zip line. Uh, I think on one of his visits around the world and, and thought it might be fun to bring one of those to Circuit of the Americas. And so we have a Soaring Eagle. Um, and I've got a funny story about that. I, I When I Googled you, your first Google uh, video image was you doing a uh, interview with <laughs> on Fox News. Yeah. And it was the most 
riveting interview because you are talking and I don't know how they rigged it up so that your audio didn't cut out, but you literally did that two or three times during the interview. It was pretty amazing. It was, yeah, I remember that interview. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's, it's kind of neat because it's right along the straightaway. And the straightaway here at Circuit of the Americas is kind of unique. So, you know, we're used to NASCAR and some of these normal racetracks that are kind of more flat or ovals. Well, here at Circuit of the Americas, as they're coming around turn 20 to the straightaway, they have a 130-foot incline to a hairpin turn at turn one. So they're, you know, reaching speeds of 200-plus miles per hour and then hitting the brakes, making that turn. It's it's amazing to see that. So the zip line is, is right there where all the action's happening. Uh, during a race. So it, it's a very popular ride uh, on race days for sure. But I think that just speaks to our owner, uh, his love for entertainment and entertaining people and wanting them to have a good time. And so this progression has just gone on and on. He was a, a big soccer fan. So we had a, a, um, a soccer stadium out here for a while. We had professional soccer teams playing. Um, we have a huge uh, open air concert venue. We put on anywhere between 35 and 40 different concerts a year. We've had um, bands such as Kiss, the Rolling Stones, any of the major name brands have, have been out here as far as bands go. And matter of fact, we have a concert tonight. So it, it's uh, a very nice mixed use facility that isn't just racing. Wow. So when did this, what I first think I heard it called as a kiddie amusement park, come into uh, view? Our owners were good friends um, at the time with the ownership that had the kiddie park in San Antonio. And the Kitty Park in San Antonio is the oldest operating Kitty Park in the United States. They have a few advantages, um, and probably the biggest advantage is they're located at the San Antonio Zoo. And I think he saw that and felt um, that'd be a great thing for our community is if we had some kitty rides. So it gave the younger guests something to do. And so our original vision was to uh, just make a very small kitty park. And uh, that's kind of what he did. And this was all kind of happening right before and during COVID. And that's when I was being interviewed to come out and, and be a part of this. And, and uh, you know, I saw what we had done and I, I encouraged ownership to consider maybe adding a few family rides because it was definitely kind of geared towards eight years old and younger. And, uh, but that's what they were wanting to do because that's what they'd had at the, uh, the San, Antonio, San Antonio Park. But we don't have a zoo here. We have a lot of things here at Coda, but we don't have a zoo. And I said, so I think we're going to do a few more things to, to draw some people out here. And as we started communicating and talking, the idea of adding some family rides and making Coda Land just a little bit more than just a kiddie park, that's when that kind of started to blossom. And that was early, probably January, February of 21 is when we kind of started um, looking at that. We still weren't thinking full theme park. In my mind, I was wanting that, but that's not the direction we initially were heading but as time went on, I think um, as we talked more and, and saw the, the attendance that we have here on property and so on and so forth, it just made, made more sense that, hey, why don't we go ahead and do something a little bit more uh, like a full-size theme park? And so we had to shift gears again. And so um, that's kind of where we're at at this point uh, is, is taking Codaland from a small um, kiddie ride park for eight years old and younger to a kitty, you know, an amusement park, theme park that's uh, designed for five years old up to 99 years old. Well, since we're coaster enthusiasts, I think the majority of, uh, of us probably remember IAPA 2021. So mm -hmm. uh, what happened there? So, you know, in, in my wildest dreams, 
as we stepped up from from a kitty ride to, to actually you know purchasing a real a, a large coaster because we did have some coasters here but they were small i couldn't believe it and uh when i got the the go ahead and the and to do this I, I just couldn't believe it but there were some things our owner wanted in this first coaster and um out of all the companies at that time like i said a lot of them were coming out of uh covid and they would serve these you know obviously the manufacturers are located a lot of them in europe and no one could do anything except for Gerschlauer. Gerschlauer stepped up to the plate because one of the features he wanted, he didn't care what else I came up with. He goes, but I want it to cross over Coda Boulevard. I want it to cross over the road. And um, they came up with the design, said they could build it. They said they could do it within the time frame we wanted. And sure enough, um, they did. I, when they sent the animation, when it first came over, I, I couldn't believe it. They, they'd actually done it. And um, we got so excited about it. He saw, he goes, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and here we go. And, and so, uh, you know, that Gerstlauer coaster, uh, Palodrome, um, is in Houston, Texas, as we speak, it is being loaded onto trucks and heading to Coda and will arrive next week on property. Next week. Exciting, exciting time for you then, huh? It is. And if, uh, if you've not seen the blue color that we picked out, I, I just think it's beautiful. It's, it's one of the prettiest blues I've seen on a ride. Yes. And there's plenty of coverage back in the ACE archive on that, but, Circling back to your journey, you went from a racetrack with some go-karts, and I know I'm super simplifying this, to sure. now bringing it to a major coaster uh, that's going to go over the road. Man, that must be quite the journey. Yes, and um, and beyond the coaster, the park that's developing around this coaster has been the journey that I've never, it's a Acer's dream come true because it's like you're playing, you know, theme park for real. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's just a few more steps along the way and some things that are, that are required. And it requires an army of people to make it happen. But uh, that initial coaster, the palindrome was definitely the stepping stone to this park being created. Um, we knew it would be popular. We knew people would enjoy it. But it just, it just once that came to fruition and we knew it was coming, the ability to bring more rides and more coasters, um, that door opened up. And, and then here we went on a wild, wild ride for the last year or so, buying, researching, coming up with what I feel is, is a great mix of rides at the park beyond just coasters. I think people are going to come to this and, and just be amazed at what they see on truly what we're doing. So you talked a little bit about a mix. Do you mind like kind of walking us a little through some of those years where you maybe had some transition rides just to get you to where you are today and maybe some challenges along with that? Yeah. So to kind of walk you through the, the process and how we got from point A to B to C to D is initially when we were looking for rides, like I said, COVID was still in play hard and heavy. And so most of the manufacturers had not really opened back up yet. So when we were wanting to build a park, what we could find was what we could find either somebody that was a park that was selling their rides or a, a carnival that might be selling some of their larger rides. And so that's kind of the direction we initially went. We bought a, a drop tower. Uh, we bought a freak out ride. We bought a Ferris wheel. And we started, started accumulating these rides. As that was happening, the manufacturers began to kind of open up and say, hey, we can, we're back to building stuff again. We can get you some rides because the, you know, there just wasn't anything available. And so we started shifting gears again, like, okay, well, if you can actually get us rides, then here's some things that we're interested in. And yes, we can, we can achieve that by this date, or we can get this by that date. And so we kind of shifted gears back from the trailer-mounted rides and some of that stuff that we purchased and started going towards the park model rides. 
So one of the things that we wanted is, is to be able to have a skyline, if you will, at Coda. And so the drop tower was very, very popular. And um, but we want to go just a little bit larger. So we have a 230 foot drop tower that's uh, coming to Coda. Um, we have a 150 foot swing ride that's coming to Coda. But another unique piece that we have is our Sky Blazer ride. It's the first in the country and the only one in Texas. And um, if you're familiar with the Sky Coaster ride, this is a a kind of a second generation of that without the suits. It's an actual sit down ride. It'll hold 18 passengers. We'll pull you back 230 feet, release you as you fly through the air, uh, through that gigantic arch. And so I think what you're gonna find when you come to Coded, it's not just everything you typically see at a theme park. You know, I'm bookend by Six Flags, Six Flags and SeaWorld. <laughs> and so, you know, I would like to have offered some things that are different. Um, though there'll be some duplication, uh, when it comes to like tilt-a-whirls and things like that, you're also going to see those unique rides like that Sky Blazer. Um, um, and then, of course, the coasters that we're bringing are very unique, a little bit different. But another fun ride that we're bringing to the park that I think people are going to really enjoy is, and it's one that I've enjoyed, you'll see it at most parks, is we're bringing a telecombat to the park. Well, for most people, you know, Disney, that's the, you know, the Dumbo ride or the Aladdin flying carpet or, you know, whatever theme you may want to do. But most of those are, you know, the, the second, third, fourth generation of telecombat rides. I wanted an original brand new telecombat ride. So we went to Fabry, who actually designed and created the first one. And so our telecombat ride is the original version where the, the cars will actually turn and face each other. And so you can actually shoot at each other, causing the planes to go up and down. And so it's a lot more of an interactive almost game along with the ride. And that's how the original ones were set up and designed for. So we have an original brand new telecombat coming as well. Wow. So it looks like you've really kind of looked for niches. Yes. I, ju I just wanted people to come here and see something different, um, fun, rewritable, but not something you see at every single part. All right. So that kind of leads us to something else. And uh, I think in January of uh, 2022, you started teasing at an ACE event, a new coaster. So you don't even have the coaster you announced last year on site yet and you're already teasing something new yeah um and i think people will learn this is kind of who we are and how we work we're, we're just a little bit different animal than your your normal theme park and so you know we're going to do things differently um and and that's kind of just who we are so we were excited about the ride um it maybe got announced a little quicker than we were expecting but it did get announced so when we were looking at other rides, I was looking for the future and what could be our next coaster, what were some of our thoughts? And we were really looking at more of a family coaster option. Now we have, you know, the Wildcat, the Texas Wildcat, which is a Schwarzkopf coaster. It's the only 45 meter Schwarzkopf left in the world uh, that's in operation. So we have that here in property. So we, we had a, a family coaster, if you will, but I was looking at something maybe just a little bit more aggressive. It might be just a little bit more fun. Uh, and the video came across from Vacoma that said, just want to share this with you. And um, I saw the video to this tilt coaster and I was like, oh my gosh, because I'd seen it on the original version uh, in Asia. And I was like, it's so cool. It's so awesome. And that's something that no one has here in the, in the United States at this point. I said, that would be such a great thing for us. And I really was expecting the opportunity to do something like that two, three, four years down the road. Uh, I showed um, the animation to our owner. Uh, he was overseas at the time. And, and I remember he called me almost immediately. He says, 
why did you show me this? I hate you for showing me this. He goes, I love this. I want this. And I said, I know. I said, it's something for us to dream about and think about. He goes, well, I think we need to be thinking more than dreaming. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, like, this is a big step for us. I mean, we, we're finally, you know, we've been buying little kitty rides and a few little carnival rides, and now we're buying this major equipment. And um, it, it was just within a short period of time. He's like, I, I think we, we, we do it. I want to be the first. I want to have it. And um, I want to, I, you know, it's going to be right at the very front of the park. When people are driving to us, they're going to see it first thing. And uh, I, I still, when we were signing the contract in December, I, I couldn't believe that this was going to come to fruition, that this, this tilt coaster was coming here. I just could not believe it. And it was such a hard thing to kind of keep under your hat because you just want to tell everybody uh, because it's, it's exciting that this is coming. It's coming here to Austin, Texas. I can't believe it, but we're going to have one here in Texas. And, and so that's kind of how that all kind of came about. And, and I still, I'm just shocked. Um, even after visiting the tilt tower mechanism um, a few weeks ago, it's just, just to be up there, touch it, feel it. It's just really something. So it's going to be very special for the community. Yeah. Tell me, tell me more about that because we tried to meet up last week and you were overseas. So you got <laughs> so, to physically see the tilt coaster mechanism at Vacoma. I did. Um, I really, for the, uh, the last four weeks, um, three of those weeks, I was in some part of Europe. So the, uh, the first visit was to Vacoma and uh, we got to go um, play in the trains. Um, our trains will have uh, a lighting effects as well as a sound system built into them for the tilt coaster. So I think people are going to really enjoy that aspect. And, uh, but we got a chance to not just tour the factory, we got a chance to actually tour the drop tower mechanism that they've put built on property to test it and get it all ready. And it's just massive. Um, it's just amazing. And the technology and the engineering that went into it, it was just fantastic. And you're walking around the structure and, and the structure that they built um, to get it right isn't anywhere close to the height that it's actually going to be. I mean, this thing is multiple times taller than what we were actually on. But even at the height that it was, you're like, man, this is up there and this thing moves. And it's just it's just a lot of wow factor. I, I, I just there's just, just nothing else like it. Um, and, and to be a part of it and see it and then to actually get to see all the details of what's involved and everything, the redundancy that they built into the thing. It is so impressive. Vacoma uh, has definitely um, done some fantastic things with that and some like their fly coaster. They're just they're just come up with some great innovations. That's that's impressive. See, it's me exciting uh, for the coaster community for sure. So for someone who's not seen the tilt coaster, I mean, obviously tilt is in the name, but mm -hmm. but uh, to picture it, you you got to see the train go through straight stop at the edge, you know. The, the track goes. The track doesn't go on anymore. Nope. And then it locks in place, tilts all the way forward. Man, that must have been just amazing to watch. It's just, it's just crazy because, um, you know, the size of the train, just everything is just, it's just, just a lot of wow factor to it. Um, but they built the ride correctly, um, and actually the way it actually operates, and I was completely different than what I had pictured in my mind. Um, I was thinking of different kind of locking pins and stuff like that, but it has a complete locking me mechanism built into the back of the track. That's just massive. Um, there's multiple things holding you in place. You're not going anywhere. There's plenty of safety features built in, but I think when you're up there on that ride and it tilts over and you're facing straight down you know, at a 90 angle and that and it's holding you there that I think it's probably going to feel for like an attorney. It's only gonna be for a few seconds, but it's going to probably feel like forever. And that thing releases you. I, I mean, you're just going to hear, 
screams and yelling and just the excitement because I don't think you'll be able to keep it in. I don't think you're not going to be able to not make a noise. And I think no matter who you are, how brave you are, that's just going to be one of those little coasters going to have a little bit of pucker factor to it. They're like, oh, but I can't wait. I can't wait to ride it. It's it's I just can't wait to actually truly have it here on property. And here we go. So in my mind, I, I picture uh, since I'm in the Midwest, Six Flags St. Louis, and but you also have one down in Texas is the Six Flags Mr. Freeze, where you go the reverse uh, spike. So mm-hmm. that that drop after after that release is what it's going to feel like when that thing pivots. So to add on to Mr. Freeze, the hang tilt mechanism, I just, I, I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, I think you'll find with the track, the trains, everything, I, I think you're also going to find a very nice, smooth, um, just fantastic coaster ride that you'll want to do over again. I think it's gonna be very re- rewritable. So you said the the trains are smooth. Do you you, you know, any any interest in telling us about the restraint system or anything? Um, you know, it's it's gonna have the over the shoulder restraint system with a um, additional harness built into it. But there, the additional harness we wanted is is thin. Um, so I think it'll it'll be very comfortable. I I don't see the situation with your ears you know, being banged up or whatever, but because we are going to flip you and twist you a few times at some pretty high speeds, um, we wanted those safety features built into it, but in sitting in the ride myself and, and, and I, I think it'd be quite comfortable and you have to, have to also understand, you know, we're going to have you hanging there for a few seconds. So it's, it's designed for comfort, um, as well. Yeah. And sound and lighting. That yeah. Sounds, sounds like the full package, man, yeah. Matt, that's pretty amazing. Yes. All right. So given the volume of things that you're releasing and coming out with do you have any thoughts of the future we're we're working on lots of different ideas um obviously i'm not ready to release at this point because <laughs> we're keeping some of these things quiet but i, I think what you're going to find is once Codaland um actually opens up as as a park and so we do have a master plan completed now and we are starting construction on things it's going to take a little bit to get there but uh i think what you're going to find is is uh, or at least my hope is that it's unique, different, um, and special. And, you know, there are going to be a few things we're missing when we open up, despite opening up with 30 rides. There are some things that we are looking at. So I, I would say come enjoy the park once we open for what it is. And because I think there's going to be some unique things that you just don't see anywhere else you'll want to experience. And then know more of that type of thing is coming. I, I'm not always shooting um, for the tallest or fastest or, or, or setting type of records. What I really am shooting for is uniqueness, rewritability, and fun. I want you to get off this equipment and say, that was fantastic. I want to do it again. Um, you know, and, and we're going to try to do something for everyone as, to the best of our ability. Uh, and look, there's going to be some family coasters built in there. There's going to be some thrill coasters. There's going to be thrill rides and family rides. So we want to have a, a good assortment of things to do. But what I don't want you to do is, is get on something that uh, is just so overly aggressive. And, there, you know, we know there's some equipment out there like that, that I mean, you're like, man, I need to sit down for an hour. I need to go get a Coke and just, oh, my whole day, I'm, now I've got its headache. I don't want that. I want you to come out here and leave your worries behind in your car and come have some fun with us for a few hours and, um, and just really enjoy yourself and, and just take you to another place for a little bit. So when should these ACE members be booking their flights? <laughs> I really wish I could give you a great answer. That. Um, <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. The, uh, a little bit of a loaded question. We're going to, we, you know, as we get further along, you know, we still need to do our groundbreaking ceremony, which we haven't done yet. We need to do the release of the master plan, which is just kind of recently got finished up. We'll definitely be sending out 
you know, information on Paladrome as it gets built. And um, we have F1 coming up. And so we're going to hold off just a little bit on some things um, until F1 gets finished up, just because it's just too much to coordinate. But I think you'll see a lot right after F1 in October as more groundbreaking happens. Uh, I can tell you this, the rides are arriving. Uh, I think there's been some question marks, you know, is it even real? Yes. So we have our, our log flume is on property and about 10,000 pieces. Um, but we, we're building um, some traditional things. You know, there, I know log rides have changed over the years and so on and so forth, but we want something a little bit more traditional. So we've got the inline log. We've got a, a 20 foot drop and a uh, five story drop to this log ride. And so I think there's gonna be some fun and thrill to that. But um, the pirate ship is here. I mean, the rides are beginning to arrive and you're gonna see over the next six months or so, the equipment's gonna be arriving. It'll start getting erected, um, but there's a little bit of a process to it. Sounds exciting. Matt, I can't believe how many balls you have in the air. I don't know how you, you keep it all straight. <laughs> Sometimes the balls drop on the ground. So, <laughs> well, as long as they bounce, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for walking us through that. A little bit of a history lesson, a little bit of a glimpse into the future and where you're at now. So, I look forward to uh, seeing you at the park. Most definitely. We can't wait to get everybody out here and have that ribbon cutting and and um, and just show what we can do. And so, we're we're just excited for it. So, it's going to be very special for the state of Texas. Uh, including Austin. And it really, for the whole theme park industry, it's it's a great thing because the more of these type of businesses that can pop up and roller coasters and just the stuff for families to do, it helps us all. And uh, so there's a lot more reason once we open to visit Texas, you know, you're going to have, you know, several major theme parks within a couple of hours of each other that you can come visit and see some great equipment. So we're excited about that. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you. That is right. Tilt Coaster. He's already seen it. He's already seen the ride vehicles. So I am pretty excited. And a little nugget, a little foreshadowing to later this year at this IAPA, we're going to get to do an interview with them to hear about the Tilt Coaster even more. So we'll do a follow-up interview. It'll be exciting. Looking forward to that because both of us will be there at IAPA this year. I'm so excited. I know. I am excited too. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at aceonline.org. We'll see you next month.